Well, good morning. Good morning. Um, man, I hope and pray that that didn't sound like anger or frustration, because it's not that. Um, it's just that salvation and eternity are serious adventures, right? At some point in time, your heart's going to stop. At some point in time, the people around you, their heart's going to stop. And God gives us a window of grace called life to make it into eternity. And some people's window is shut. Uh, I want to be real with you about that. There are people around us that die every day. You may not know them. You may not hear about them. Uh, they may not be your best friend or your uh, center of focus. But man, they're leaving this place. And if they're leaving this place without Jesus, and they're not, they're not headed toward an eternity with Him. They're headed toward an eternity without. And man, God put the church here. Not this church, but the church. Here to do something about that. Not a building or a place or a set of codes or a style of worship, but like you. And the people you come in contact with every day, every moment of every day, God's put them there for a reason. I don't believe in accident or chance. I believe that God is a sovereign God. God is a God who the Bible is clear, directs our path, who directs our steps. He knows that today, everywhere your left foot's going to hit, God said that's where that's going to be. He knows that. He wrote that down. And the people that come by you and pass you, there, there's no chance in that. That's right. God put you there, so maybe, just maybe, you might bump into and push them out that window of grace. <laughs> right? And, and I, just want, I just want us to be serious about that. This morning, I know it sounds like we're going towards um, evangelism. We're not. Um, <laughs> It's not the plan, but it's my heart this morning. And uh, man, I just want you to know like, it, it's a serious thing whether we choose to accept that or not. Amen. And I grew up in church, I'll be honest. Um, 30 years old, it seems even weird saying that. And, and I can't tell you a large span of time, maybe that I've even missed church. Um, but every church, I, I've never seen a church that cared. Not like they should. Not a church. I've seen a building that cared. I've never seen signs that cared. But it's weird that we're using inanimate things to show the love of God when God created us and animated us to show His love. And this morning, that, that's a real deal. And I just feel like maybe God's just saying that to us this morning because we think for some reason that we're not involved in that or we're not good enough for that or we're not invited into that or we can't do that. And I just want to let you know that's the devil trying to keep people in hell. That's right. And Jesus has the peace. Amen? Amen. Like it breaks my heart. And then I want it to break our heart. And people do you know right now that you can say for sure no Jesus? And man, if that's not everybody you know, then you've got something to do. It doesn't matter if they come here. Man, eternity is a serious thing. I feel like we lost that somewhere along the line. It's like, oh man, we just go to church and if heaven's a thing, then we'll go there. You'd never say that, but don't live like that. So I just want to encourage you this week. Like, Monday matters. Tuesday also matters. Wednesday also matters. Thursday, Friday. Saturday also matter, and one Facebook post a week saying, hey, come to church with me is not the same as, hey, you're lost, and you need God to love you. That's right. 
<clears throat> it's a real thing. This morning, I, just, I don't know how to flip out of that without just, it's got to be an abrupt thing. Um, this morning, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. So if you have your Bible, you can flip open to that. Um, And this morning we're going to start a new series. Uh, I don't even really have a name for it, I'll be honest. Uh, but it's about prayer. Uh, so you just write down prayer or whatever you want. Write down if you take notes. We're going to talk about prayer this morning. And I think maybe for some of us that may seem weird because the reality of it is if you've been around church very long, you know how to pray, right? You know how to string words. What I mean by that is you know how to string words in an order that you think might evoke a response from God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how most of us view prayer, actually, is if I say the right words in the right order, and then it might make God move on my behalf. Right? But prayer is a whole lot less about getting God to move on your behalf and just about having a conversation with the Creator who desires a relationship with you. Isn't that crazy? That's right. Yep. Like, how many, how, how good would your phone calls be? I'm talking on the phone, but how good would your phone calls be <laughs> if all you did every day, like, you pick up your phone and you you're dialing your mom's number, and you're like, hey, mom, uh, I need a sandwich, and I need food, and I need uh, rent money, and I need gas, and okay, thanks, love you, bye. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you call, like, pick up the phone, you dial your number, and you call that like, significant other, and you're like, hey, uh, I need you to take me to dinner, and you can pick me up at eight, and uh, if you could please not talk to me while we're in the car, I just want the food <laughs> and the drive, uh, that'd be great, love you, bye. <laughs> How great would your relationship be at that point in time? But the reality of it is, that's how we phone call God in it. That's what we think about when we think about prayer. Prayer is, if I say this thing in this order, I can get this response. And the reality of it is, this morning, we're going to start talking about prayer because prayer is so much more than that. Yes, when we pray, God does move on our behalf. Yes, when we pray, heaven kind of touches earth just a little bit. And I don't want to take that away. I don't want to say God doesn't answer prayers because he does. I'm just saying that prayer is also a tool that we can have a conversation, that we can talk to the creator of the universe. That's right. I want to say, and kind of the second part of that, prayer is powerful. Right? Yeah, that's cool. The prayer is powerful. Uh, prayer is powerful. I want to be on the record this morning saying that. Prayer is a powerful thing. Prayer is actually the most powerful thing we have kind of in our arsenal here on earth. That's right. Yep. Prayer is a moment where we can contact God of the universe. Prayer is a moment where we can actually talk to Him and He can move on our behalf. But prayer is so little about the process and so much about the meaning in the heart. And that's what we're going to be talking about the next few weeks. And this morning we do that in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus himself actually <laughs> talks about prayer. It's pretty cool when he does it. I think he was pretty good at it. Um, but this morning, Matthew chapter 6 is uh, kind of in the middle of this thing called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is the longest uh, uninterrupted recording of Jesus' teachings in the entire Bible. I don't think it was probably everything he taught that day. I don't think it was probably the whole of this uh, entire conversation. I think very few times do we get every part of every message that Jesus preached. The, the Bible actually says if we knew everything that he said and done, man, there would be enough paper on the planet, right? Like, we're, we're not going to be able to do that. You can't write down everything that he said and done. So this is about an 18-minute, if you read it out, snapshot of what Jesus preached that moment, that day. And inside of that, we see the Beatitudes, the blessed are the because of the, you know, those things. But a lot of what he's 
talking about and teaching in, in, this, in this three chapters from five to seven, in this three chapter um, message is how to live out and follow God, how, how that acts out, how that plays out. And one of the things that I think is crazy is Jesus thought it was important to teach how to pray. Isn't that crazy? No? Okay, cool. Um, you guys are dead today. It's like, gosh, I might as well just, you can leave, I'll just talk to the chairs. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, but the reality of it is, man, Jesus is talking to this morning um, in this scripture the most religious group of people on the planet. These people knew how to pray. The people Jesus was talking to in, in, in the scripture were, were Jewish people. They, they're monotheistic. They're the like, inventors of that one God thing. They didn't have 42 gods. They didn't have God of the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the baloney. Like, that wasn't their thing. Like They had one God. And, and, and they had one text from that God called the Old Testament to us. And, and they tried to, probably more of them than not, follow that text. They, they would have known, man, i got to keep the Sabbath holy. They would have known, man, it's important to go to the temple and to make sacrifices. They would have known it's important uh, to, to talk to and to pray to this God. These people knew how to say a prayer. What I mean by that is they knew how to string words together to try to evoke some response from some being. But still in this, Jesus feels the need to spend several verses talking about prayer. And what I want to say by that is, you may have been doing the church thing for a really long time. You're like, right, I know how to pray. Thank you very much. Amen. I'm just going to post today. I'm not really going to pay attention to this prayer. I, I, I got that one. I'm just going to say, well, so did they. Yeah, Jesus taught about it. So maybe they didn't. And maybe you don't. 80 years in, maybe you don't. You know. Um, so this morning, this could be valuable. So I'm just saying, hang on. And inside of this, um, this set of verses of how to pray, he starts at verse 5, and he says, whenever you pray, that's assuming that you do, so it's a good thing, right? <laughs> whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Now, we know that hypocrites are a bad thing. Like, actually, uh, the reason most people tell you they won't go to church, right, is because we're a bunch of hypocrites. Hypocrites. Okay. They don't know necessarily what that means. Probably they just know it's a bad thing and it's a good excuse to not have to wake up early on Sunday morning so they're still not out there. Uh, and, and I will agree, we are. Right? Yeah. I am. Because 100% of the time I do not act how I believe. I'll be honest. And you are. Because 100% of the time you do not act how you believe. But the truth of it is, they also are. And the people they work with also are. And the people at Walmart also are. So next time they say that, they're like, well, I guess you can't go to Walmart either because Walmart, likewise, is full of a bunch of hypocrites because nobody on the planet acts how they think and believe all the time. That's just not what happens. And what he's saying here in this moment is whenever you pray, you must not uh, be like a hypocrite. Hypocrite is actually a word that means stage actor. You ever seen the like? Uh, old Roman art with the two masks on it. Like there's the, the black mask and the white mask. It's colored. It's not. It's just two masks. So this is one actor that plays multiple parts. And how he changed parts, he wouldn't walk off stage and do anything. He just switch the mask around, right? So if he was in this direction, he'd be this guy. If he was in this direction, he'd be this guy. And he'd just hold both masks in, in both hands. And what, what he's saying here is, whenever you pray, don't pray like a stage actor. Don't pray like you're putting on a performance. Don't pray like someone you're not, is what he's saying. Don't pretend to be someone that you're not when you pray. Yeah. Now, we know that's probably a bad thing, but we don't really think about that when we pray, do we? 
And he says, don't pray like a hypocrite. Don't pray like somebody you're not. Don't put on a performance when you pray. And then he goes on, he says, because they, those people that are hypocrites, love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. This is how we know Jesus here is talking about making prayer a performance. He says, there are actually people, isn't this weird? There are actually people that like to get up in front of people and pray. Most people are the opposite. Most people are like, I don't want to pray in front of people. Uh, we're eating dinner, so I'm going to do the notes thing. Like, nobody around me is going to hear me pray. Prayer is a heart thing. I'm just going to internally pray to God all the time. It's never out loud. It's never for anybody else. That's great. Thank you, Carl. Uh, but there are actually weird people who do like to get up and they like to pray in front of people and, and it wasn't any different here. And there were people that would go and they would find like the center of the spot in the synagogue at the best place, probably get on a little box and like get above everybody and they would just start praying. And the intent here was that people would be like, man, they're the best prayer I've heard. There are people that actually would go out on a street corner. There's people that do this downtown. Obviously, it's the weirdest thing. So go out on the on the street corner, and then they would just kind of get in the midst of everything in, in the marketplace or somewhere they could be in the center of attention. They'd just start praying in, in the marketplace. Isn't that weird? But what they're basically doing is praying for attention. They're, they're praying so people will look at them and be like, man, that, that's amazing. You, you are the greatest prayer I've ever heard. That's that's the best prayer I've ever heard. Go up to God. That's, that's amazing, man. They wanted the pat on the back. And what Jesus is saying here is to us, to the church, to the people of God, when you pray, don't pray to get attention. When you pray, don't pray as a performance. When you pray, don't pray in a way that you want everybody to look at you. Don't be somebody you're not. You're like, okay, amen, that's great. I think you, uh, I don't do that because I don't pray out in front of people. <laughs> Completed the Bible. Oh my God. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in one of those group prayers? Yeah. You know, like the kind of weird prayer where you get together with like six people and you hold hands and then like yeah. this person prays and this person prays and this person prays and you just go all the way around and do the little hand sweep thing and oh get done and they go to the next thing I'm talking about. Yeah. I have two. And I'll just be honest, usually I don't want to be the first person, right? That's yeah. the goal, don't be first. Or last. You just try to be in the comfortable middle, and what you're hoping for is that while prayer number one is happening, you can sit there and you can just map out your prayer. You're laughing because you do it, right? Yeah. Um, so you're like, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, man, uh, our Father, that's good. I'm going to use that tonight. Um, that part of best. That doesn't sound good. You are the greatest. Okay, got that. And then you're sitting there thinking, that, and then like the first guy goes, and you don't know what happened. And then the second guy goes, and you don't know. You didn't even yeah. know switch people. And they get to, and they squeeze your hand, and you're like, oh, I better pay attention now. It's my turn to pray. Because yeah. you just didn't yeah. hear the first couple of prayers, and now we're at you, and you've got it mapped out. You're ready to go, and you're secretly hoping that whoever went before you is just a worse prayer than what you're about to do, so you can look better. <laughs> And that's exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have relatives, actually, that, um, and if you do this, I'm sorry, don't be offended, but you're wrong. Um, but, like, you'll go over for Thanksgiving and Christmas or something, and then it's like, let's have a prayer, and they pull out from their pocket this long, list scripted prayer, and they sit there, and, like, everybody's head bows and eyes closed, and they're just reading it off the thing. Because they went and, like, prepared what they were going to pray in front of people. It sounds silly, right? 
I'm sorry to do that. But when you say that loud, it really is weird, right? <laughs> and, and what they're doing at that moment is they're making that prayer a performance. Uh, I kind of just say prayer was never meant to be a performance. Amen. You ever been by that, that person that like you're intimidated to pray around? And it may not be yes. their fault. It really, it really may not. That may be that may be just something weird that's going on, but like there's that it's usually like somebody that gets up and they're like, Father God, thou artest the bestest everest, and you just add all the King James English <laughs> on there and make the prayer this big flowery, awesome thing, and you're like, I don't even know what that word means. I'm like, Google that when this prayer is over, because I'm confused right now. But man, it sounds great. It's a beautiful prayer. And then at the end, you kind of want to clap. It's like you just been in the best prayer concert ever on the planet. Like, that's the deal. And you're like, man, this is, this is amazing. And it may not be their fault. They may 100% always just be good with language. But but if they're not, that's a problem, agreed? Like if you get up to pray and you flip over to King James English <laughs> just because you're in prayer mode now, there's an issue with that. Because the truth of it is, I'll just be honest, what God expects from a prayer is not so much the how, but the heart. That's right. Amen. God's not concerned with you trying to impress him with your language. Like that's not the goal or the deal when you come before God. God cares about the heart. And I'll be honest, if you are the worst speaker ever, then you should also be the worst prayer ever. <laughs> if, if your language when you talk is, is all little short words and you don't have a big vocabulary, then, then your prayers should match that. And if your language is huge and you have a large vocabulary, then your prayer can match that. See, the reality of it is, for others, we don't pray, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't pray for you. I don't care if you like my prayer. I don't care if you think I'm the worst prayer in the world or the longest prayer in the world or the dumbest prayer in the world. I don't care because it's not for you. Amen. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to answer it. That's <laughs> right. Amen? Amen. And I think, I think maybe that's what Jesus is getting to here. He starts out, it's crazy, he's teaching us to pray, but he starts out teaching us how not to pray. See, the reality of it is, in us, there's this not to pray that we've learned. We grew up in a, in a church culture, if you've been around for very long, that said, man, to pray in front of people, you've got to be a boss prayer. You've got to be like a theological juggernaut. You've got to get through all these checks and steps. You've got to start here with the Our Father, and you've got to end here with the praise the name of Jesus, amen. Like You've got to connect the dots, and it has to be one of those great prayers. And if it's not, you can't pray in church, and you can't pray around people. Then you have to be a heart prayer, right? That's what we learned. But the reality of it is, if your heart, all it is, is God, thank you for this food. And that's the greatest expression that you can get out before other people or before God, then man, that is a good prayer. Because at the end of the day, what he's saying here is, man, you learn somewhere along the line that you have to be this kind of prayer to pray in front of people. And I'm Jesus, and I'm just here to tell you, when you pray, you're not praying for other people. That's right, yeah. I don't care if they like it. And you shouldn't care if they like it because at the end of the day, it's not for them. It's not a performance. 
And the reality of it is, man, if we are afraid to pray in front of people because we may look dumb, we're just as bad as the guy who would stand on stage to be applauded. I'm going to say that again because I feel like more of us are in that boat. If we're afraid to pray in front of people because we feel like we may look dumb, you get, you hear that? Yeah. We're afraid we may look dumb. Then we're just as bad as someone who would stand on the stage and pray this flowery prayer to be the part. Because prayer is not about other people. And somewhere along the line, we learned that because we're religious people. And here this morning, Jesus is saying, let's peel back what we learned. This is when you pray, you must not pray like somebody you're not. Because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. And then he says this, and it's crazy, he says, I assure you, they've got their reward. This is the voice of Jesus here, and he's saying, here's why. Because they already got their reward. Man, if you're praying to get a pat on the back, that pat on the back is your answer to your prayer. That's what he's saying. If you're praying to get somebody to say, man, that's the best prayer I've ever heard, then the answer to your prayer is, that's the best prayer I've ever heard. And so it's like, man, that's harsh. I, I can't control that. And that's true. You, you, can, you can naturally be a really good prayer. There's nothing wrong with that if that's just who you are. Good prayer. You see, God doesn't see the language. God sees the heart. And if the heart is, man, I'm trying to impress this person, or if the heart is, man, I'm trying to get this response from this crowd, then your response is the answer to that prayer. Because at that moment, who are you praying to? Praying to you? Praying to your family? Praying to your neighbor? Praying to whoever, Joe, down the street, like, I don't, I don't know, but if that's who your prayer is going to, because that's who you're focused on, then whatever they give you back is the response to that. And God is saying, here's why I'm not listening. Because the prayer was never for me. Yeah, you put God in there. That's great. I love the use of God. That's great. You put that in there. And you put amen in there, and that's great. We close prayers down like that. And you have the parts and the components, but I'm just going to let you know, at no point in time was your heart aimed towards me. Worship actually works the same way. Man, I hope nobody sees me. I feel weird. Everybody's looking at me. I'm not going to raise my hand because everybody's looking at me. Who's worship towards? I can't connect with God during worship because I'm so worried about. Yeah. Towards the same way. Yeah. See, none of this is about the ritual. It's about the heart. God goes on. He says that. Uh, but when you pray, let's tell you how to do it now. Again, assuming that we pray. He says, go into your private room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. Now, I'll be 100% honest. Some of you guys are like, oh man, I've got to get a prayer closet now because it's right there in the Bible. And I'll be honest, I don't have a prayer closet. I wouldn't even fit in my closet. Like, <laughs> if I tried. 
it would hurt probably. I'm getting jabbed coat hangers and stepping on like leaning on shoes. It's not the, it's not the best thing in the world. My closet's not gonna work for that. I don't have a prayer room or a prayer place. Some of you do. That's amazing and that's beautiful. I just want to let you know what God's saying here is not it matters about the place. Amen. If you don't have a prayer room, don't have a prayer room. I don't care. God doesn't care. But the idea is here that we would, when we pray, get alone with God. That's right. If you can get alone with God in a room full of people, then you have accomplished the same thing. Amen? Yes. If you can get alone with God where there's 42,000 people surrounding you, and you can make it about you and God, and that's the moment, that's the prayer, then you've accomplished the same thing as having a room go in and shut the door. What he's saying here is prayer is not about other people. It's just mimicking what he's already said. It's about this moment where we can get alone with God. That's why we're sitting around eating. It'd probably be better if we didn't sometimes. We're sitting around eating, and we just throw out this little quick prayer right before, and what we're really thinking is, man, I'm going to shove this cheeseburger in my mouth as quickly as I can get it there. Man, that's not getting along with God. Right? Or when we're about to go to bed, and we're like, man, i got to pray here, because I always pray here, and that's what we do here, but I'm really tired, and I'm about to fall asleep, and I'm watching TV, kind of, and like, this is really interesting, and I'm trying to manage these three things, but I'm just going to spit this prayer out here. That's not getting along with God. If your prayer room is, I'm going to go in here and listen to the birds and not talk to God, then you can go in and shut the door, but you're still not alone with God. you get it? Yeah. Like what he's saying here is not about a place. It doesn't matter what the place is. The place can be a stadium, it can be a church, it can be a car, it can be your home, it can be the Walmart. It doesn't matter. What he's saying here is, man, when you pray, you have to get in a moment where it's just you and God. Where it's not you, God, in the stopwatch, or it's not you, God, at the TV, or it's not you and God in the schedule, it's you and God. That's right. And if you're late, you're late. And if you're hungry, you're hungry. And if you're tired, you're tired. But the most important thing in that moment is I'm here, and God is here, and we're going to communicate for a moment. That's right. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, when you pray, man, get alone with God. Go to a place where you can be alone with God. If that's a room for you, it's a room. Shut everything out and be with God. And he says, and pray to your Father, not to Jesus' Father, to your Father, and it says, who is in secret. This always is weird to me. Like, why is God in secret? God's not a secret. Like, everybody knows about God. He created everything. Like, God's not a secret. This is not what it's saying. That's not what it's saying at all. It's just saying that God isn't only found in a specific area where lots of people are now. God is in all the places. Because God is concerned about getting alone with you. Not getting in front of a room. God can be in front of a room. And he should be in front of a room. But he also will come to your place and sit with you. Saying, you get alone with God and God will show up. And it says, and your father who sees in secret not standing there watching over you, and you may not feel it, and you may not know it, and you may not understand it, and then you may not get this tingly feeling every single time, but your Father who does see in secret will reward you. In other words, man, if, if we were less worried about how we pray and in front of who we pray, and we just were worried about who we pray to, man, God would show up. He doesn't say He might reward, or He could reward, or He... Maybe we'll, if you say the right words, reward it. just says, the Father who sees in secret, the Father who will go to you into the quiet place. 
and he will answer. And seven, and it gives us another non-example because, again, we aren't very good at it. This is when you pray, don't babble like the idolaters. Now, idolater, obviously, again, is a bad thing, right? <laughs> you speak it to the most religious people in the world, and they know when, when he says idolater, what, what he's talking about is somebody who follows other gods. And what he's saying here is don't babble on like those people. See, in this, in this culture, in this time, these idolaters would go before these monuments or these statues or these things, and they thought if they did a certain thing, if they went about a certain formula, if they said a certain thing like open sesame or abracadabra, and they put these words together, that this God would be uh, provoked to, to move on their behalf. If I bring in my special fruit tray, <laughs> Zeus will love me. He really likes grapes. I read that thing. What he's saying here in this moment is, man, don't, when you come in, don't try to achieve some formula with God. Don't be like those people. You're like, I don't do that. Oh, you don't? Um, how do we start our prayers? You know, right? Because you do it the same way every time. How do we end our prayers? You know, right? Because we do it the same way every time. And then we normally ask kind of in the same manner for everything every time. Our prayers are actually wrote. We could probably just repeat, most of us even, maybe just repeat the same thing before we pray. We teach kids actually to repeat the same thing. That's a good step, but man, there's a moment when you grow out of that. But like before I pray, I'll be honest. Here's what I pray. I'm beating up on me right now. Um, Father God, thank you for this food. Um, be with those that have to do that, some form of that. Amen. There may be a little more. There's not usually less. But man, it's the same. Isn't it? You probably have those patterns you get into. You ever sit around and you listen to somebody pray and they like start out with like Lord in heaven or something like that? You're like, Ooh, I'm going to try that. That's good. That's good. I bet he answered that. I bet he liked that. Lord in heaven. My next three months right there until I hear something better, right? I start out with Father God because it works for me. Some of you guys heard me do that, and you're like, I'm do it for my thing. Father God, every time now, I used to just be like, hello. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Again, if hello, if that's your heart, you just go for it, right? Because that's what God wants. But what He's saying here, what Jesus is saying here to a bunch of religious people, imagine that. Um, when you pray, don't babble on. Don't go about some formula like an idolatry. Don't talk to the creator of the universe like he's some rock. Yeah. Don't talk to the God who hears and the God who speaks and the God who listens and the God who answers. Don't talk to him like he's some stick. It's not about coming in and saying the same words every time in the same order and just hoping that he answers you. It's about, again, having a conversation with the God. It's almost like sometimes we come in and we try to impress God with our words. Isn't that a crazy idea? That we come in and impress God. So that's why I think that's where the King James come from. Um, and I'll be honest, that's where the oh lords or whatever mentality comes from too. We come in and we try to string together this pretty flowery speech before God, hoping that, man, if we just say it the right way and we get the right words and we stick the right points in there, that maybe God will just be impressed enough with us and our knowledge and our theology to move on our behalf. 
when we try to get this formula, we're like, man, if we start with this and end with this and make sure we get these things in the middle, then God will surely listen to us. And I think what God's more uh, worried about is just that we would come in and we would just share our heart with Him. If your heart is, God, I'm so frustrated right now. This sucks. It's the worst day ever. I can't believe this. And that's your heart. Pray like that. God's not going to blush. I always said it sucks. Not going to answer that one. That's how you talk. That's how you talk. God may fix the language on the second half of that. But if that's where you're at today, that's where you're at. I've heard people in their prayer cuffs. I'll be honest. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world to me. You know why? Because that's how they talk. I think God likes that. Because at least they're real. That's right. You don't want God to be fake with you, I would be fake with him. And where in the world do we get off that we can impress God anyway? <laughs> he created the universe. Uh, he spoke out the stars. He breathed everything into existence. I don't think your vocabulary is much going to impress the creator of the word vocabulary. <laughs> I think what God wants from us and what we can see here, what Jesus is saying to us is, be real with me. If you're mad, be mad. If you're glad, be glad. If, if joy is like ringing out of you, then man, that's what we, we need in this prayer. Yes. And if it's uneducated, because you're not educated, that's what I want in this prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be Brad. I don't want you to be Nick. I don't want you to be King. I don't want you to be Gail. I want you to be you, because I created you to be you, and I delight when you speak to me. That's right. That's right. I gave you your mannerisms, and I gave you your vocabulary, and I put you in the situation you're in. So if you speak redneck when when you speak to your friends, man, I really my heart would be happy if you would speak redneck to me. Because I want the real hearts. Amen. Amen. God doesn't want fake you. Right, yep. You know, I'm not, I'm not excited about this, so that's great, man. I hope it dicks the junk out. <laughs> So when you pray, don't babble on like some idolater since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words, their lengthy speeches, their flowery languages. Don't be like them because here's the difference. Your Father knows the things you need before you ask. That's what Jesus says. Don't be like them. Here's why. Because, man, your Father, I love that, right? I mean, if I was Jesus, I'd probably be like, my dad, <laughs> my dad, my dad, yeah, my dad knows what you need. My dad knows what you need. He's my dad, not your dad, my dad. But what Jesus says, he includes you in this, actually makes it about you because you're the father. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Jesus, the son of God in the most non-selfish way ever, looks at you, some kid off the streets who doesn't deserve <laughs> anything with God, and he says, you're dad. We, I'll be honest, would be the adopted kid, that would be, or the, the kid of the um, real heir, the, the, the kid of the real family, and we would be like, um, you don't want it, right? But here Jesus, the most holy, pure, loving individual ever on the planet, looks at us, basically street trash, and he says, 
Hey, your dad knows what you need before you ask. Here's why you don't have to impress God. Here's why you don't have to clap something out of his hand. Here's why you don't have to just babble on some things or go about a formula. Here's why you don't have to pretend to be somebody you're not, because he adopted you. Do you get that? When you did all that other language, when the best thing you could muster up was God save me, when you didn't know any theology except for, yeah, Jesus came and he died so that I could not um, go to hell. When that, when that was the basis of your theology, he still took you in. Why do you think now you have to impress him? Jesus looks at us. He's like, man, don't you realize the gift you get? God loves you as you are, and he wants to hear from you as you are, and he, he enjoys talking to you as you are. He brought you into the family as you were way back then. He brought you in when you were covered in sin and shame, and you stank, and you were dressed funny, and, and you were dirty. He brought you in then, and he loved you then. Why do you think you have to impress him now? Why do you think it's about the language now? Why do you think it's about the formula now? Why do you think it's about the stuff now? It's never been about the stuff. It's always been about His mercy and His grace and His love. So if the best you got is God, thank you for this food. Man, He hears that and rejoices. If the best you got is God, thank you, I'm alive today and I'm awake this morning, then man, that's a, that's a prayer He hears with joy. If the best you got is, God, I'm so frustrated, I don't get what's going on, and my life's falling apart, and I need you to show up today in, in a real way. If that's the best you got, then that's the best you got. If you never get out an oh Lord or an amen, God still hears you. Man, I've had God answer things that I've just fought towards him before. I didn't even feel like I could pray it. It was just like, man, it'd be great if God could do this. And he'd be like, okay. You know why? Because that was a real heart prayer. Not trying to mask emotions or things or stuff. I'm just, this is what I need from you today. And Jesus looks at us, he's like, Man, your father. He knows what you need before you even ask. What he's saying here is, man, God's a good dad. I'm the son, been son. I, I, I know. You're new to this thing. Touch on it. You know, he loves like nobody has ever loved before. He provides like nobody has ever provided before. You may have had a, a horrible father figure in the past, but I just want to let you know God is he's a good dad. He knows what you need before you ever get it out of your mouth. He's just waiting on you to ask. You're not trying to beg. You're not trying to cry. You're not trying to tear something up. You're not trying to beat it out of him like a pinata. It's not about the formula or the thing. He's just waiting on you to say it. Here's what popped in my head when I was thinking about this last time. If you live with your parents, you know this. I have luxury homeless. Man, when you're little, you don't have to worry about food, do you? Right? It's in the fridge. When you're little, you don't have to worry about safety and security. Or you shouldn't. In a normal family system, I know some of that's flawed. You shouldn't have to worry about safety and security. It's there. Protection, provision, love, those, those things are there. You don't have to go remind a good parent, a good earth parent. You need to go to the store and you need to get this and this and this. And you don't have to do that in a normal family relationship a role. You just have to walk up and say, hey, I'm hungry. And then you get fed. 
and sad, and then you get embraced. Hey, uh, I'm lonely, and then you get interested. Hey, I, I, I don't know what's wrong, and I just need something. <laughs> and then they try to figure it out. They just trying to the best example of could be any of one million reasons, no flower speech, just yelling. It's not even fun to listen to. <laughs> Mom and dad are working and moving and trying to fix that, to, to do something about that. And Jesus is here saying, God is a good dad. I don't know what you're used to. I don't know what you know. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you've been around. He's the best. He's got everything. Right. He's just, just waiting for you to ask. Just waiting for you to seek up. And if you, if you need food, just cry. Doesn't have to be a beautiful speech. Doesn't have to be, Father God in heaven, I need you to provide for me and my families. Here's your heart. Not the formula of the thing. But here's your heart. Heaven moves. Yeah. Heaven shifts. In the bridge. And you're like, I don't believe that. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I never answered this thing or that thing. I don't want to dive into this. I think monumental is what just God said. But I just want you to know, I mean, God is a good dad. Yes. And just like if you had a kid and they come up and they say, hey, I want to go play in the street. As a good parent, you'd say, no. It's not what's best for you. Some of us praying for stuff that, man, there's no way in the world that would be good for us. Praying for stuff that at the end, God can see the day and like, that would grab you away from you. I'm not willing to lose you. At the end of the day, that would destroy your relationship with me, and I'm not going to lose you. At the end of the day, that would destroy this person's relationship with me, and that would destroy what I want to work into eternity. And it may not be bad things on the surface, but man, the truth of it is, God knows our heart. Giving somebody the example the other day that wanted to be in a relationship, and I was like, but here's the truth. I mean, if that's the most important thing to you, that's the, that's the thing that you're running toward when you get that. It won't matter who it is. It won't matter what it is. It won't it'll just be a person. It'll be a body that fulfills the thing. But that thing is meant to be fulfilled by God. And when God is the thing, God will fix the other thing. That's right. But as long as that's a potential before you can God, he's never going to let you have it. Because he wants to be your thing. He's a good guy. This morning, I just want to let you know, God hears us. Good prayers and bad prayers, and in between, it's God hears our heart. And in religion, it's we're told, man, it's about the process, it's about the thing, it's about the words, it's about the formula, and I'm just going, no, that's false. If the best you got for God is, man, I'm just balling, I can't get worked out. Actually, in Romans 8, it says the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, and we can't even pray for ourselves. He's the interpreter of that baby just crying. Daddy didn't eat food. 
Thank you, God. Here's my, here's my heart. 